good morning. Welcome to the Weekend Insider. Um, as usual, we're joined with Coxie and Statman Dave. Uh, how's it going, lads, on the uh, on the day of the, the new Premier League season starting? Well, oh, Dave, good. you woke up to a bit of good news, haven't you? Unreal, that, isn't it? Unreal. That'll shut all the Liverpool fans' Twitter idiots up, won't it? Well, I call them idiots. I want to call them somewhat stronger, but, you know... I don't want to swear too much on podcasts. So for anyone who hasn't heard, what's the news, Dave? Well, you know the idea of this podcast, Dave, is trying to get more followers and stuff rather than alienate people. You've just alienated one of the biggest supporting clubs in the world. Yeah, but... And it's your own club. Yeah, but if if they're proper Liverpool fans, they won't be one of them... Twitter boneheads, will they? That 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 miser and miser about miser about signings constantly. I cannot stand pre-season, especially with Liverpool fans. They, they're just the worst. Why is when... he so angry? Be... Well, <laughs> this the I'm Premier not, League I'm... season's back. We've come on. We're all happy, and then look at angry Dave. Well, you know, I'm happy now. We've signed. I'm happy we've signed Casado, but more happier that it's going to shut shut. Most of our fan base up moaning about signings. So, actually, do you, do you remember in the pub the other week, and your John was there as well? And yeah. I was saying, so you wouldn't be happy spending all that money. And you were like, no, 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 we do it our way. So, that's completely changed now. Yeah, yeah. So, but what I also said is, I've, I've been in a thing with myself personally, whether I'm happy with this net spend rubbish. Or I'm like, why? Or we've got to basically join them to compete, and, and that's so, exactly what it is. You've got so to join it, them. There's no way so you can keep it, up if not. It's still it's a double edged sword for, for me. I still don't know. I mean, obviously, I'd like to do it the way where you you're not spending all the money to do it. But as you say, can you compete these days? You can. City, the, Newcastle, you Chelsea, need the best players, United, don't you? And to get the best players, you need to spend the money. Yeah. So uh, either way, you spent the hens of some money here, didn't you? So it's cost you nothing. It's been a like for like. But I mean, the uh, oh, no, I, I, no, no, sorry. I'll can I say on. something that's bizarre that I sent to you this morning? Well, before that, last week, you know, when we started our start of season predictions, I said Liverpool top two. But I said, put your put your bet in the bin if we don't buy a defensive central midfielder. To be yeah, fair, yeah. you did say that. They've signed it now, so I'm happy with that. So I am confident with that prediction of the top two with City now. Can, can we just talk about the, the cost? 110, 111 million. Which I find bizarre that we wouldn't pay it for Bellingham. That, but, but as I said on the group, if Klopp deems that that money is worth spending, he must think that he's the best player available for that money because Klopp more more times than not gets it right. Different types of player, aren't they? You said that as well. They, they are, but we, yeah. we needed... The, you were um, desperate for that position, weren't you? We needed yeah. that defensive midfielder more than we needed Bellingham going forward. And might I add, it, although we've paid 110 we paid thirty-five million for McAllister, which I think is a daylight robbery. So I'm think, totally with you on that. I think, I that's think a class it, signing. It, it balances itself up, but so also you've two, so you got two unbelievable players there for hundred and forty mil. Yeah, so I'd prefer them two than Bellingham, and that's being honest. I'm not. Yeah. You're going to say, oh, you're going to say that, 
But if you would ask me, I, I'd prefer them to. Yeah, I think so so right. I can see, I can see why you, you're almost oversubscribed in the attacking midfielders part, anyway, aren't you? Yeah. Like, to the point where, and, and this is a good question for you, Dave. Does Klopp even know what his top three are? Up Not front? at the moment. Not he doesn't, the moment. does it? Did, didn't for the whole of last season either, did he? Well, we were getting by week by week. I mean, what does this mean for Thiago, um, Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott? I, I think they're going to be playing in the Carabao Cup because uh, I think he'll play Sobersly, McAllister and Casado. I think he's going to play all three of the new signings, which you'd expect. But... Coming off Liverpool, because we don't want to bore fest on Liverpool. Have you heard about Kane this morning on TalkSport? No. So, so, so the first thing I heard was he's flying to Munich now to, um, to, to finish finish the deal last minute. And apparently now Daniel Levy said he can't fly because he wants more money. Really, yeah? So, yeah, so... They actually don't know. They're trying to f- establish if he's been allowed to fly. Because Who wants more money? Spurs or Harry Kane? Yeah, that Daniel Levy wants more money for, for him last minute. But that might just be a rumour. But apparently he's been told now he, there's a problem with him flying over to Germany to sign. <laughs> just Harry Kane sat in the airport like the film The Terminal. Just sat there <laughs> for days waiting to fly. How how can how can he stop him flying? I don't, well, well, the, the Tottenham can put still pull the plug on the transfer. And yeah, yeah, signed, can't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, absolutely mental. Um, yeah. Okay, so so let's move on to uh, last week. So the the football league started last week. I mean, fair play if you if you anybody's back to winning bet yes uh, last week on the football because them results were absolutely mental, weren't they? I, do you know what? Actually, I can't believe we're sat here talking about Liverpool after that Wigan result last week, Chris. Surely you should oh. just be taking all the glory with that. Yeah, That's... they were class, mate. Had a really, really good day at Derby. Um, come back when the pub and all that kind of a caper. But, uh, caper? Really good in, in the... Caper? Where, where have you brought that from? <laughs> oh, caper? I don't know. Oh, that, oh well, he gets up to all kinds of caper, that lad. <laughs> Chris has just know, landed in the 1950s. <laughs> I don't think I've ever used that in my life. I don't know where that's come from. Um, that's sticking. That's sticking from now on. Uh, but they played really, really well and didn't look in doubt at all. I mean, I missed, I missed our first goal as usual. I was queuing up at the bar, um, and then, then obviously seeing our second goal. But we didn't look out of sorts for a team who were like one of the favourites to go up. We, we held our own, and we. We were really, really good and deserved the win, in my opinion. So, bodes well for the season. I know we're going to get onto it later, Dave, but we're going to a great price uh, to win yeah. Saturday. But I'll let you, um, I'll let you talk about that. Um, before, before you go on to the horses, Chris, just to, I, I think that last week's football was summed up by Wrexham, which I selected to to win at home, and they got beat five three by MK Dons. Um, the only one that I. I, I which was a confident pick, but the only one really I got was Bolton to beat Lincoln. That was 3-0. Other than that, it was completely up the wall. Um, but, yeah, we got a winner with you, Coxie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Kay there just putting on that, yeah, he wants a medley, drove to Derby away. What, on the jungle juice? 
<laughs> that was Johnny on the back on the jungle oh, tunes. <laughs> yeah, Chris Chris Kay was in the front driving away on the uh coffee. Motor motorway. <laughs> <laughs> well he got up to all kinds of caper when he got home. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, Chris Chris Kay sent me a picture later on. I only saw it in the week because obviously we went out. Um of a picture. Have you had um uh, tequila rose? We had that that shot. Well, he's now yeah, started yeah. drinking it by the glass rather than a shot of it. So he, he just has it over ice now. So uh, that's the kind of caper he gets up to. <laughs> so would he be known as Chris Caper? <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Very good, Ian. Very, Very good. good. Very good. Um, so last week, yeah, the email, but like we said, the football was pff, absolute joke on it. We, you couldn't do anything there. Um, Horse-wise... Um, got a seven to two winner, Ian. Yeah, we recommended a seven to two when we put it out on Thursday. Didn't run till Sunday uh, over at Chester, first race at Chester. Got backed into two to one and then went off at about evens, 11 to 10 in the end. So clearly, the weekend inside the followers' money was was smashing that horse to bits, uh, which yeah. was brilliant. Uh, and it and then- won, I think it won by about five lengths. Brilliant, mate, brilliant. And on the uh, the Sunday, you, you threw up a little treble for the socials, didn't you? Oh, yeah, the Haydock. Which was so oh, close. Brilliant. Yeah, it's so, some good, so a 7-1 to one winner, a 7-2 to two winner, all going on the last. The last one was eight to one was it? Yeah, something like that, yeah. And uh, it just wasn't to be. Uh, but I mean, we, we landed, the, the, we landed the double. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if that had come in... Uh, there'd have been cartwheels and all kinds of... Uh, oh, there would have been all sorts of caper. <laughs> um, we had an Elvis tribute act on as well, didn't we? He, he'd have got bundled over and celebrated. I wonder what you was going to say, thank you. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Christ, that Elvis tribute... I, I don't even know where to start with that. That was one of the, the worst things my eyes have ever witnessed. <laughs> I don't know what was worse, uh, the Elvis tribute or my uh, first game back at Sunday League this week in a pre-season friendly. Managed to bag us two own goals and give away another three, I think, by passing it to him. And a penalty, wasn't it? Didn't you give away a pen? No, I didn't give away a pen. No, that oh, weren't me. <laughs> no, I weren't, I weren't that bad. Two own goals and give away a couple. So, all, all on to next week, really. Um, Dave, the, the football and the email bets, mate, just, just missed out again. No, he didn't. No, it didn't. You're right. I explained it. It just wasn't a wasn't a great week. I mean, again, it might have been summed up. I, I said that um, City had um, beat Arsenal, and Arsenal actually looked better in the second half than City. But I think they wanted it more, didn't they? The game. Arsenal, you... t- Arsenal took it so seriously. Yeah, they did. But it's, it's a nice win for them, isn't it? I think it's broken the uh, the chain that they were getting absolutely smashed by City every game. And I just think they wanted to put a marker down to say it might be a friendly. But... I quite like that, though, especially in Charity Shield. It kind of set, sets you down, doesn't it? And say, listen, we're not pissing about here. We, we want to win this. I, I quite like the attitude. But yeah, it is a friendly. But I quite like them saying... This is how we're going to start the season. This is the start of our season. Let's let's go for it. Yeah, it's good. It's good. So, um, on to this week. Um, 
got the uh, also got the football, got the rugby league challenge cup final as well, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, so who wants to start us, uh, Dave? Do you want to kick us off with the football? Yeah, I will do. So just be, before I go on for the weekend tonight, I'm I'm, um, I'm on social media. I'm going to put a five for both teams to score because I've, I looked at um, a couple of games. And I thought, oh, these look great for both teams to score. Um, so, Lee Gunn starts, um, and it's Nice against Lille. Um, and the Dutch era diversity starts as well. We've got Volendam versus Vitesse Arnhem. Both them games, they were the two that, that brought it to me attention. And then I looked through the leagues, and um, I've got a nice five-fold that I'll put on, on social media later. For Friday, uh, bit of a go on a Friday night. Yesterday, the dog, dog just at your microphone there, Dave. <laughs> I don't know why he's caught there today. He normally just goes in his basket. He wants to get involved today. So, <laughs> Dave, Dave, the dog's doing something mad, mate. It's creating loads of noise. Right, I'll put him down there. Go on. <laughs> Sorry, it's not very professional with a dog, is it? <laughs> So, just, uh, just, just while you're doing that, I've just, I've just seen an email come through and a um, bit of stuff from, from William Hill. Uh, we're going to release that very, very shortly. Um, I think there's so much just come through with, regarding Brandon and stuff. Uh, so that's really, really exciting news. Um, really looking forward to sharing that with everybody, The uh, with, with William Hill, up to getting some free bets uh, in the shops and things like that. So that's really, really good news for everyone who uh, follows on socials and, and the members and everyone like that. So you'll all be able to get a a piece of that through William Hill. So, great news. Uh, go on. Sorry, Dave. Yeah, that's fine, mate. So, I, I put in our group between the three of us, our sad little weekend insider group, um, that obviously me and Ian, for the subscribers, we picked them bets out first, um, our best bets. And yesterday, I sent you to, um, in the group, um, a five-fold of wins and a fourfold both teams to score. Now I really could not narrow it down um, because I would. It doesn't happen often, but the picks were all really co- confident. But I, I did have to narrow it down. The ninefold, just for for, for people to know, um, the subs- obviously the subscribers will get this. Is one hundred and thirty to one. Um, now I've. I did narrow it down in the end to, to uh, four wins and a both teams to score for the subscribers. These are my other four um, that I'm going to give now that still pay um, a decent a decent uh, price uh, for the fourfold. Um, so we're starting off with the game that I removed um, from the wins, and that's Wigan against Northampton. Now, I won't go on about because you said at the beginning, but I've, I've wrote it. You came back with a Wigan lads who went the game, come back the pub, and more than just the win, they were talking about how impressed they were with Wigan and how they played. And I, I loved more than than looking at stats than, than actually hearing from the supporters who've been to see it. That gives me more confident, confidence in my picks. They play in Northampton, who are not have not been fancy. Gobblers. I knew that was coming. You said no, that. It's true. 
They lost 1-0 on the opening day at, uh, to Stevenage. Uh, they were at home as well. Um, they lost 3-0. I know it was in the FL Cup. They did rest players. But again, they, they didn't score. They got smashed in the week. And Wigan looked to be... Wigan made a lot of changes. I know they got beat on pens at Wrexham, but they got a draw. And, you know, so they're unbeaten starts the season. With them being at home, it makes it even more confident. So that's the the one game in the fourfold where I've got a win. Um, Wigan to beat North, Northampton. The three both teams to score, I'll quickly run through these. Um, Peterborough against Charlton. I just think Peterborough will score. They're strong. They've got the, the player that I love, Clark Harris, up front, who I actually think will score. He didn't score. They beat Reading away. 1-0 the opening day. He didn't get the goal. Um, Charlton have scored in every game dating back to April when they got beat 6-0 at Ipswich. Uh, that's 13 that's games on the bounce, even in pre-season, they've scored home and away. So with both them um, things in mind, that's my first selection. Second selection is... Um, Wimbledon and Wrexham, and this is just about Wrexham, be, be, with them being beat in the first game, five goals to three. Obviously, from that result, you can see they score and they concede. Wimbledon came from behind to beat Coventry 2-1 in the EFL Cup, uh, much to the delight of Mike White, one of our one of our followers on here, because he was fuming. He didn't know, because he put, uh, did he put Coventry to... Two goals or more. Yeah, yeah. Coventry to uh, well, the ma- yeah, I think it was Coventry to win two two goals or more. Yeah, and and they absolutely battered Wimbledon, didn't they? But they got beat in the end, two one with two late goals. Yeah. So that's the second one, and the final one. I've not wrote anything about it because I've just. It's one of them where. The notorious, and to be fair, Villa have been good in pre-season. It's half five kickoff at Newcastle. I can just, I've got a feeling of goals, Newcastle and Villa. Um, because Newcastle being at home, Villa, they are scoring a lot of goals. I, I, I can see a score draw in that if I was going to uh, make a prediction. So that's me. Did yeah, you mention St Mirren as well, Dave? I did just, uh, that was me fourfold at, at um, 10 to 1 but I got a message this morning from me mate uh, me the Scottish insider Alan and he's given he said Dave you've got to get you've got to put this in so if you want to add this in which I will be doing um, it's St Mirren to beat Dundee um, and the odds are good it's 21 to 20 and it gets the fivefold up to 22 to 1 and I said, can you just give me your reasoning? I said, I can see that the other, you know, St. Mirror in form. And in, in his words, so they beat Hibs away on the first day. Dundee have just come up from the championship and our pitch. Um, they are going really well, St. Mirren. So he strongly believes that St. Mirren will beat Dundee. If you want to add that into a five-fold, you'll get 22 to 1. Good odds, Stafford, uh, St Mirren, then, if that's the case, isn't it? Up just yeah. over evens. Yeah. Yeah, good, that. And especially with him, with him saying they won away at Ibs on the opening day, that, that, that's 
and uh, Dundee have come up from the uh, Championship. That gives uh, a couple of good reasons for a for a home win. And there he is. There he is. There he is. Good oh, to see him listening. Yeah. yeah you know. It is. You know. What I like on that Newcastle one. I think I'm going to go with um, both teams to score Newcastle to win. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, um, yeah. I, I think I'm going to do that. I think Newcastle will be strong first game at home. Um, I really like that meal, especially especially in like the, the like the football league. The the favoured sides who were maybe away last week, um, yeah. and then when they're at home this week, first game at home. Even if they weren't so good last week, doesn't matter. The first game at home, they want to get the season bouncing straight off. They've had a, they've had a game in now. I'm yeah. going to be looking at your your home teams with first game at home in football league. Yeah, I don't normally say it. I I think that's that's strong this week. I really do. I'm pretty nailed on with that. I'm nice, happy with mate. it. Nice. Good that. And then, and then obviously your, your others have gone to our uh, well, your most fancied ones. Like I said, you, you trouble to split it down, but so your most fancied ones have gone to our uh, members. Yeah. So well, I've taken them out, um, three, them four. And then obviously we've got uh, St. Mirren as well. So Yeah, brilliant, mate. Great stuff. I'll be, uh, I'll be putting them on. Um, Ian, over to you on the horses, mate. It's a weird way, uh, weekend for racing. There's there's a shed loads of racing this weekend. Uh, they've got that Ascot Shergar Cup. Have you seen that where they have teams? Uh, they have oh, a, yeah. a woman's team, a British and Irish team, a rest of the world team. It's a bit like this racing league thing that's going on. Yeah. It's not for me, like... It's it's a bit too gimmicky and people get carried away talking about the teams and the jockeys and stuff like that. And it's like it's like all distracts you from trying to pick a winner. Do you know what I mean? It's like you, you, they're not even in the right colours, so you forget which who's the owner and blah blah blah. I agree. It's, it's, do you know that that racing league? Ian, it seems all a bit forced for me, as if they're forcing it on you to to get into this battle of the teams. The teams. Yeah, no, no one cares apart from the no. people involved about the actual teams. Punters no. watching, they'll just want to pick a winner. Yeah, if you picked a winner from Scotland, Ireland, whatever, you don't care, do you? You no, just want to pick yeah, a winner. No. Uh, so I'm not getting involved in Ascot at all. ITV is showing, I think it's eleven races tomorrow, no. uh, including every race at Ascot. Uh, I've picked out the three main races that are on the telly. So uh, two Group 3s and a Group 1. So the proper races, you know, the, the proper classy ones with the best horses. Uh, to try and see if we can grab a bit of value. And all three three races are, are pretty open when you look at the betting. Uh, so I'll start with my best bet, uh, which I think is the 340 at Newmarket, which is a horse called Fallen Angel at a... Uh, just over three to one, uh, hundred to thirty. Uh, that's the Group Three Sweet Salero Stakes. Uh, seven furlongs. Uh, you may remember a couple of weeks ago, uh, while I was away, I put up a William Buick double. And the first one won, and the second one was a horse called Soprano uh, that came third at, at Sandam. Uh, this horse came second in that race, and. There won't be much between them tomorrow. I think they're going to go off probably joint favourites. Maybe ours might edge you. 
But the betting's wide open when you see ours is 100 to 30. The ground was good to soft that day. It's first race, it ran on a haydock. The ground was good to firm. Uh, and I was really impressed with it. It's only ever ran twice in its life. Of the second one, it was it was threw in against some proper good horses and finished second. He still looked quite green, looked quite novicey to me in that second run. Uh, and he was up there all the way and, and stayed on nicely to come second. On better ground, I think he'll be better again. And I still think he's got loads of improvements in him. So I think that's going to go down as my best bet, Fallen Angel in the 3.40 at Newmarket. Uh, looking forward to watching that race, though. Should be a good one. Uh, the next one, over to the Curra. Uh, for me, uh, my second best bet, uh, which is unquestionable in the 4.40, uh, in the big Keeneland Stakes it's Group 1, big race of the whole day. Uh, what time was that, sorry, Ian? 4.40 at the Curra. Uh, so he just got pipped last time, again, by another horse who's running against it today. So there's like... This sort of renewed rivalry in the first couple of races. Uh, got beat by a horse called uh, Buccaneiro Forte uh, for Werte. Uh, and there was a question mark whether he got out battled because our one unquestionable at the front went about a neck or so into the lead. And this Buccaneiro Forte came back and just got up on the line on the nod. And people were saying, you know, was unquestionable out battled. I don't think I think he just idled in front. I think he got to the front a little bit too soon. Uh, one of Aidan O'Brien's, Ryan Moore's on board again. I think Ryan Moore will be out for revenge on this, and I think he'll ride him a little bit differently and hold on to him and come a little bit later. There was there's a horse called River Tiber for Aidan O'Brien, who everyone expected to go to this race. He's sending that one to France, which makes me think unquestionable, has got enough in the locker or they think enough of him to actually win this race because Aidan O'Brien loves winning this. So, it's five to two that. It, it's, it, it, was, it was a toss-up. It was going to be my best bet. Uh, so, Fallen Angel and unquestionable. I double. wouldn't put anyone off putting them in a double, yeah. Uh, so, that's then two. And then, Ian, sorry, Ian, do, you know, do you know the one who won it last time? Is, is that favourite or is unquestionable favourite? Uh, so, the joint again. Oh, are they? Right, yeah, great. Yeah, right, okay. yeah. So, the joint favourite. Uh, and I think Donica O'Brien's got another horse in it. Sort of, it, it looks like a three horse race on paper, potentially. Uh, so, there'll be two Belton races then. And the thing is, will Defo be there? Will Defo be there at the finish? So you're going to get a, a you're going to get a sweat on and a bit of a shouting at the telly situation going on, if nothing else. That's uh, what we asked for, isn't it? Do you know what? They're good enough prices to do on their own. 100 to 30 and 5 to 2. Yeah. You can do them on their own anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one is the Group 3 Rosa Lancaster Stakes at Haydock, 3 o'clock. So there's a horse in this which Dave will be all over which is Al Arsi. Uh, it's in the Shadwell Colours. It's got Jim Crowley riding it, who we love. Uh, and this horse is a beast when it wants to be. So basically, you don't know which Al Arsi is going to turn up. If the good one turns up, it's currently 15 to 8. That'll look ridiculous because he, he could just walk all over these if he wanted to. But he has loads of off days as well. And I was looking at it and I was tempted to put it up as, as part of a treble. 
And I just can't trust the horse because I don't know which one's going to turn up. So there's 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 another one in it, a snidey one at seven seven to one, which I'm going to put up each way, which is called Mid- Midnight Mile uh, for Richard Farhi. I think the fact that it's Richard Farhi's horse means it's going under the radar a little bit. It's a three-year-old taking on its elders, so it gets a nice weight allowance here as well. And three-year-olds have an half-decent record in this race, so I'm not worried about that. <clears throat> At the age of two, it was it was deemed good enough to go over to the Breeders' Cup and ran in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile uh, Phillies uh, and came fifth, ran a really good race. Uh, it had a rubbish race at Adoc, uh, over one mile four, just didn't look to stay. Came back to York, and you might remember the name of this horse when I tell you this, Dave. Remember when your mate went to York uh, last week? I gave yeah. it up uh, the week before. I gave it up to yeah. you just on our group as a 10 to 1 winner because yeah. it was overlooked there as well. Yeah. And uh, it's coming in here. It's got a lot to prove, but I think it's a little bit better than the bookies are giving it credit for. So, Midnight Mile, three o'clock, seven to one each way. And obviously, we've got to keep an eye on Al Arsi because if it wins at 15 to 8, then you'll be kicking yourself. So right. it, I might even throw a little forecast on that. That yeah. um, that, that Al Arsi you, you're talking about there, when it has an off day, is it a real off day? And it's yeah. going to be like finished last? Or is it like yeah. it just gets there and it might get a place? Uh, no. So it, it has like a proper off day. Uh, so I genuinely think it will win or bomb out. So, it's last last run one easy. The run before that five fifth of five. The the run before that one. The run before that eighth of nine, fourth of five. You know, it's like that's one of them horses that every everyone has them where you've got to back it every time you see it out. You've got to back it, and you you, so, you can lose or you can win every single time, aren't you? So. I'm comfortable leaving that horse alone tomorrow. I'm just putting it out there because I know a lot of our followers follow the racing and stuff and they'll look at that and think, Coxie, why are you backing against it? So I had to, I had to mention Explain it. Explain why. Yeah, but, but for me, it. but for me, I'm, I'm happy to take seven to one. Seven to one. And if Alasi wins, so be it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, brilliant, mate. Great cool. stuff. Great stuff. Sam, and, so um, that's me. Excellent, thank you, mate. And the, and the members' uh, emails have already been sent. People have got those already yeah. to get to get the bets on and stuff. Uh, if you do want to become a member, if, if you head over to weekendinsider.co.uk, uh, like I say, it's just £10 a month and your first month is free. Um, members last week, uh, like we said, we've got, got a, good, a good winner in there. So head over to that. You get uh, great value for money on that. And there is... Uh, little things uh, that, that we're planning in the background as well, aren't we, for, for members and things like that, little uh, ad, added perks for them. So that's the weekendinsider.co.uk. Also, don't forget as well, we've got the um, Fantasy League as well. Uh, loads of teams have already joined that. Um, we've got, we have got a prize fund as well for it for um, 200 quid and a, um, a year's membership to the subscribers. Is that right? I think that's right, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. So uh, have a look at our socials uh, and get joining that as well um, to set the weekend inside a crown. Brilliant, lads. Well, thanks very much for that. Um, I look forward to this weekend's sports. What about um, your uh, rugby, Chris? Are you not doing your rugby, mate? Oh, yeah, forgot about that. Yeah, the rugby. What? <laughs> yes, what? Ian's been uh, frozen for... Oh, yeah, he's gone. He's gone. So, yeah, so the Challenge Cup uh, final this weekend... 
which is always one to look forward to uh, for any rugby league fans. It's uh, a refreshing change, really, for the for the teams in there. It's Lee versus Ul KR. Um, yeah. I fancied Wigan uh, to win it this year, but obviously they got beat last minute. Um, quite quite pleased Lee are um, are in the final. Uh, I think probably a lot of people will be wanting uh, Lee to win. Um, came up last year doing really well in Super League. They haven't got the biggest of squads. Uh, they're a bit that the chairman Bowman he's a bit out there where he, he changed the name from Lee Centurions. People were calling him to Lee Leopard. The the kit is like a leopard print and stuff. He's getting a lot of stick for it. But he came out, he was very bold and said they're going to win Super League in the next five years or something. Anyway, they're currently second in the table and in a Challenge Cup final from being promoted last year, which is unbelievable, really. Fair for play them. to him, fair play to the team. It's yeah, good. yeah, really good. So, last week, um, Hull rested all their team against Wigan in preparation for the Challenge Cup final and they got absolutely smashed by Wigan. Now, Lee are not in that same bracket. They haven't got a big enough squad to do that. So they played the full team, which which I quite like because if you're if you're in a bit of a run of winning games, it, it's nice you know to keep the momentum going. Yeah. So I fancy Lee to uh, the, the favourites for the Challenge Cup final, but I fancy them to win. Um the minus six on the handicap, whether that's a little bit too big, I don't know. Um I think I'm gonna stay away from the handicap. Lee at one to two. I know it's not the best of odds, but keeps you interested right through and it might give you a, a bit of a bet. If you've had a decent day on the horses or something, it might be worth throwing a bit on to, to, to get a bit of extra money. And I think I think Lee are going to win it. But I did see a little bit of value in um, the man of the match, Josh Charnley, who plays for Lee. Now, if he scores a couple of tries, which he's quite capable of because he's been at Wembley before with Wigan and things like that and, and Warrington. So he knows he's played there before the... the the occasion isn't going to over on, but if he scores a couple of tries and has a good game or something at twelve to one, man of the match, I think that's a great bet, me. Um, and also as well, I quite like uh, first try score. You can double edge, you can go Josh Charlie or Tom Briscoe. We both play for Lee at four to one, and they're kind of both of the top try scorers. If you think if you're having a bet on top try score, you, you're probably going to back Charlie or Briscoe to score first. So if you can back them both at four to one, I think that's a that's a great bet, me. I like that. that that's that the one. That's yeah. Who's that with Chris? Uh, I looked on Skybet at that. Right. Okay. That, that's the one that stands out for me. Yeah, Charlie or Tom Briscoe first first try scored a four to one. Yeah, I'm on that. But I'm gonna have a little dabble on Charlie man in the match. Like I say, if, if Lee do start running away with it for whatever reason, and he's he's scored a couple of them. And they're like flamboyant tries or something like that, and he's he's bagging man of the match at twelve to one. I, I think that's a great shout. So flamboyant, flamboyant. I tell you what, he's coming out with some words today. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be saying that after ten pints tonight, will I? Uh, no, none of that caper. None of that caper, mate. None of that caper. No, no, no. Uh, so that. That concludes everything for us then, doesn't it? Um, done the racing, done the football, done the rugby league. Uh, if you're not listening, you're not winning. Until next time. <laughs>